Welcome to season two of Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. In this podcast, we chat with athletes, coaches, and industry professionals at all levels of sport about the benefits that being involved in sport has provided them outside of just the performance side of things. I'm your host, Fiona. I've always wanted to delve deeper into the physical, social, and mental benefits being involved in sport has provided people. This is a completely independent podcast that has been created to share the journey and lessons of top-level sporting professionals, but also your everyday lover of sport. If you like this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a review and share it with someone who you think would also enjoy it. Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you don't miss the release of each new episode. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. Let's get into today's episode. This week's guest is Shannon Barnes, who represents Australia in the sport of floorball. If you're not sure what floorball is, don't worry, I didn't know either. Shannon gives a great explanation of it at the start of the interview, but basically it's very similar to hockey. Shannon talks about discovering the sport of floorball and falling in love with it so much that she stepped away from playing football and cricket. Not only does Shannon play sport, but she works in the field as an exercise and sports scientist. And I can't wait to see what she does in this space in the future. The lesson sport has taught Shannon is such an important one and super relevant to other sports and everyday life. That's enough for me. Let's hear from Shannon. So today we have Shannon. Welcome, Shannon. You are a floorball player. Can you tell us a little bit about your sport and how you got into it? Yeah, so floorball, not a very common sport. Uh, Generally, the very first question is, what is floorball? Uh, So I usually have it preloaded in Google in my hand halfway to my pocket to show people YouTube videos and things like that. But floorball is, I always tell people, it's just think of ice hockey, just just not on ice. Think of like a a basketball sort of court surface. Uh, So you still play within a rink, uh, full body contact. You can use your body to play the ball, you can use both sides of the stick, uh, you're just not on ice. Uh, so I had a friend ask me to come down and play many, many years ago. I was in, I was still in school, so I wasn't able to drive myself down there and I had other things on. So I just never went. Uh, but thanks, thankfully she persisted and she asked me about another 10 or 11 years after that um, and asked me to come down and fill in for her side. And I so, sort of finally gave in. I still had no idea what this sport was. I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, so I got down there, didn't know what to expect. She handed me a stick and yeah, I haven't looked back since. Absolutely loved it. Oh, that's so good. And so what age were you when you got into it? Uh, I would have been about 18, 19. Yeah. So like as an adult then? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I just sort of didn't have anything else to do that night. So I was like, yeah, sure. All right. I'll come down and do whatever this thing is that you've been asking me for like the last 10 years to come down and try and yeah, thanks. thankfully she did keep persisting because uh, I've just sort of grown into the sport and, yeah, have sort of moved moved with it since. So it's been great. Oh, that's amazing. And did you play any sports before that? Yeah, so I was, uh, I was in the Australian football prior to that, so playing in the VFL um, and also some social cricket on the side as well. So it had already been sort of in and around playing sports and I found a lot of those sports, a lot of those skills were able to uh, transfer across to the floorball court. Oh, 
that's really interesting. I didn't know you were in the VFL. That's awesome. Yeah, I still miss it. I uh, would like to go out and have a bit of a kick with some friends every now and then. Um, and I would like to go back into it, I think, eventually. But, yeah, like I do miss it, but I, I wouldn't change my decision moving across the floorboard at any stage. So that leads perfectly into my next question. Is there a specific moment that you knew you were passionate about floorball, like you obviously left two other sports and moved to floorball only? So what moment was that? Was there a moment? Yeah, I think from from the get-go, I always had a passion for floorball from the moment I stepped on the court. I think just having that physical contact, which I got from playing football, and then just the fast pace and the nature of the game, I really enjoyed. Um, And as we've mentioned, there was a lot of like transferable skills I was able to draw across uh, which it just made the game feel very natural and it just wasn't forced. Um, and it was something that I just enjoyed. And then as I moved into, so that was as a stick player. And as I moved into being in goals, um, I was a wicketkeeper in cricket. So that sort of movement, movement sort of came a bit natural. And I really enjoyed sort of watching the game and analysing the game from the back and being able to talk to my defenders. So I really sort of in, just enjoyed playing the game. And I think the passion grew And then as I started making my ranks through floorball, I sort of realised that it sort of started becoming my main sport and something I wanted to focus more on. So that's when I sort of stepped away from playing footy. But uh, yeah, as I mentioned, I would love to get back to it, but maybe just try to do another world championships with floorball first and then not do a knee in football beforehand. Yeah, so to watch this space, we'll be watching the area for you. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting. You've thrown me now. I didn't realise that you played (laughs) footy as well. That's... That's fantastic. Now, you mentioned that you you started off in the field and then you made the transition to goals. And you are one of the first Australian floorball, is it a floorballer? Yeah, yeah, floorball player, yeah. To make that transition and be able to play both. Do they kind of transfer over to each other? Was it that cricket background that helped you with that? Yeah, definitely the cricket background that assisted. So I was sort of the first, especially in the women's side, the first person to play both positions um, at a national level, which it was, it did have its its sort of troublesome moments, not, not knowing where to focus and you're obviously trying to train for two different positions. But I think, yeah, the, the cricket and others, just playing other sports, growing up through school and that as well uh, helped and um, just having a mindset. It was just something I loved, just being able to read the play at the back and again, just sort of felt that natural ability. Uh, but the whole transition from stick to goals just happened so fast, so quick. And then, yeah, within a year of having my first game ever in goals, all of a sudden I was wearing the green and gold. Like it just it just happened straight away. It was, it was crazy. Oh, that's amazing. And can you tell us a little bit about wearing the green and gold? Yeah, it's, it's a bit surreal. It was always a, a dream of mine. Um, at that stage, I didn't matter what sport it was in. I just wanted to be out there singing the anthems and to be out there, you know, with, with a group of, of 20 girls and just hearing the anthem, standing there, seeing the flag. And uh, I always remember our last tour, uh, we were in Switzerland and just hearing, it was obviously the, the excursion of the day for all the primary schools. There was just crowds of all of these kids and they were just screaming, Australia, Australia. And it was just so surreal to hear them just all cheering for us. And whenever we're getting a goal or whenever I'd make a save in front of them, they'll just go up in in such an uproar. It's just such an incredible feeling. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like we're not, we're not a major sport. So we do have to fundraise everything ourselves. We have to pay for the tournaments ourselves, our uniforms, everything. But 
yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. Just being able to say that you've represented your country, your country in something and to do it alongside an amazing group of girls. It's uh, yeah, such a surreal feeling and something that you definitely don't take for granted. Yeah, the atmosphere of it would be something that you're, you're going to hold close to your heart for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned 20 of the girls. How many are on the court at once? Yeah, so there's five on court and one goalkeeper. Uh, so generally you would have like two or three lines that you'd have interchanging with each other. You'll generally have a, a backup goalkeeper as well. If you're the goalkeeper, do you then like play field as well now or are you just exclusively goals? I'm exclusively goals now. Um, so my, for, my first tournament, uh, I did go as both. Um, but as I said, we did have uh, as amazing experience as it was. It was quite difficult. Uh, we have training camps beforehand as well. And you weren't too sure which session you're going to be on stick or which session you're going to be in goals. And then you'd sort of be changing between the two throughout the day. And then by the time you learnt something in one session, it wasn't until the next day that you could then try and implement it because you're doing mm. the other thing the next session. Uh, so it became very hard to try and train for both. Whereas, I, I and I absolutely love stick, but um, yeah, we sort of, uh, I got to sit down with the coach at the end of the tournament and go, okay, where do we see myself moving forward? Um, and what would be the best positions for me to focus on? And we both agreed that goals was the one to be. And yeah, it's it's been amazing. I still get to play stick occasionally down in the local league, but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't change being from goals at all. Yeah, and you've mentioned your local league. Where is that? What's the team? Yeah, so I play for the Packenham Squishies. Yeah, amazing group. We've got sort of juniors right up through seniors and some lower divisions and then obviously our elite divisions as well. Um, so a really good group there and they're always supporting you and behind your back in, in everything that you do. So, yeah, amazing group down there. Oh, that's so good. And it's awesome that, you know, you can play at that high national level, represent your country, but also play down at your local level and, you know, get to see the juniors up and coming and the excitement on their faces would be well worth it. Oh, absolutely. And I love I love going down to a sport and just seeing, you know, we'll have a lot of new girls or juniors coming through and when they get their first goal or they've, you know, made an interception or just to see the smile on their faces and, you know, those first little milestones and then you get to watch them as, as they progress up as well um, into higher leagues. And, yeah, it's, it's really great to be able to watch and, as we've mentioned, floorball isn't really a known sport. So to be able to see it uh, growing and just uh, the numbers increase and people actually recognising what it is that you do, uh, definitely, yeah, lo love seeing uh, new faces in and around the club. Oh, <laughs> you've mentioned, obviously, the Switzerland. Was that in 2019? Correct, yeah. 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 And did 2020 take off at all in the earlier half of the year or was that just a... <laughs> yes we got to our grand final which didn't get to be played so we played all our semi-finals in our local comp and we mm -hmm. didn't get to play the grand final and then in our late competition we got to I think it was the quarterfinals and the semis as well and then we weren't able to continue um, so being a contact sport being an indoor sport um, it was obviously one of the very first to go and one of the mm -hmm. very last to come back so we weren't able to come back until November of 2020 and we've only just been able to have a couple of practice games and those sort of things. But, yeah, I think it's been trying to stay fit or trying to, obviously, the, the stick players trying to just keep getting that hand-eye coordination happening. Uh, but, yeah, it's obviously been very hard. We haven't had a season practically all year, whereas many other states have been lucky enough that they can keep playing. 
Uh, we are meant to have our national tournament in April. So fingers crossed that goes ahead, but that is meant to be in Sydney. So we'll, let's see what happens there. Yeah, things are a bit unpredictable at the moment. I'm just um, glad that Victoria's not doing too bad. That's it. Well, we had a, a, there was a good message that came through from our national coach just the other day. And, uh, you know, we're meant to have a world championships at the end of this year. Europe's still not going too well in regards to, to the COVID situation over there. But the idea is to keep training as if a tournament is going to go happen. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, then at least we know that we were fit enough to be there as opposed to, you know, you find out that it's happening and all you've been doing is sitting on the couch for the last seven months. So we're still training as much as we can. I guess, outside of the stadiums, but mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be a few cobwebs that's going to need some dusting off once we get back onto the court. Yeah, and like competition prep as well. Like there's nothing like, you can mimic it all you want, but there's nothing like an actual competition atmosphere. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you can run around as many cones as you like, but as soon as you start putting out some proper defenders and opposition, and then, um, yeah, once once the crowd or the atmosphere comes into play, it definitely, um, yeah, it, bo- it just boosts everyone's morale and yeah it's a great feeling to be a part of so hopefully we can get a little bit more happening Um, but yeah we've got to wait to hear back from some of the stadiums obviously every other sport wants to get back at the same time so they've got to try and cater for all of us at the the moment. In a usual non-COVID situation what's your weekly training? Yeah so we'll normally train uh, at least two nights a week so this is more at our local level Uh, so we'll be training two nights a week and then we'll have our games on a Thursday. And then come the summer, we'll have our elite games every second Sunday as well. So it usually takes up sort of three or four days of the week. It's up to yourself, obviously, how much you want to be involved in that. Uh, in regards to a national level, we obviously all come from every state. And it's so hard in Australia to try and catch up, even if it was just for a weekend or something, to try and train together. So we try to use the tournaments and try to take a morning of a tournament and try to train as one team. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in our own states, uh, we have our own sort of local competitions, and then we'll usually have one or two trainings per week on top of that as well. Is there many other floorball players in Victoria? And do you guys catch up semi-regularly? Or is it just as a whole team before those big tournaments? Yeah, so we've got our, our club. So we've got um, a number of women's teams, men's teams, juniors teams that all play down at Pakenham. And then we've got a few other clubs um, in the western suburbs, out in Sunshine. I know there's a group that play out down in Geelong, a, a club again in Glen Iris. So there is a number of players in and around Victoria that do play. The sport is mostly sort of in New South Wales, Canberra and WA, um, mm-hmm. which credit to those guys, they've um, just absolutely boomed. Um, in terms of the sport and its growth, especially with junior players. But that's somewhere where we're definitely wanting to head down. And um, we've been in discussions with the Victorian committee at the moment, just trying to increase the sport and just trying to promote it as much as we can. And uh, I think especially now, everyone's wanting to get out out and about. Everyone's wanting to be out and social. So this is a really good time to, you know, try to get out and have people come down and, and try a new skill. And yeah, hopefully get to see them out on the court more regularly as well. Well, you've heard it here, guys. Uh, floorball is the new up-and-coming sport. It's already booming elsewhere in Australia, but for the Victorian listens, you know where to check it out now. <laughs> Are there any significant milestones, either wins, losses, injuries in your sporting journey that's really shaped who you are now? Yeah, thankfully there hasn't been too many injuries especially as a goalkeeper I guess your your hands are the ones that get mostly damaged but um yeah only some minor 
things on the fingers, just some minor little tears or breaks. So nothing too much on the injury perspective. I think the biggest milestone for me was moving to goals and how that sort of occurred. So for me, as I mentioned, I was a, a stick player and then my nephew was going to be born. So I didn't put my hand up to go and play as part of the Victorian team. Uh, but he actually came a week or two early. Uh, so I could have played and then sort of it was obviously too late to put my name down. But uh, I heard that the Queensland team were looking for a goalkeeper because theirs had to pull out. And I knew a few of the girls and I was like, look, I've never actually given it a go, but would you be willing to take me on? I've come from a bit of a cricket background. Maybe that can assist you. We sort of went in. So like, thankfully, they, they took me on and went, yeah, sure, like come across. And they gave me a go. And yeah, like it, it was a, an amazing tournament and credit to them for, for letting me have a go and we came runners up in the tournament and my uh, Vic team manager came across and said you're never to play on stick again and you're forever to be in goals and then yeah within 12 months I was then part of the Australian team so I think for me that was a, a massive milestone just on how quickly things moved and the amount of people that got behind me and um, helped me train and um, pick up new skills or just even the basics which was just incredible. Mm, and it's a credit to that cricket background that you probably had as the junior that you were able to transfer it over as an adult player, I guess, because it's hard learning new skills as an adult. So credit to the you, but also those skills from cricket would have definitely helped. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just, just reading the ball. And I think even being a defender in football, just reading the play as, a, as the ball was coming towards you. So being able to like pick where sort of the movement was going to happen or who sort of was going to be open for the shot. So yeah, it was it was a lot of learning on, on the spot. Yeah, credit to the girls who let, who let me come down and play and um, yeah, for all those who have been behind me since then as well. Oh, that's beautiful. We've talked about it in a roundabout way, but what other benefits sport has provided you as an individual that transfers over to other avenues of your life? Yeah, so I think the benefit, especially from floorboard, and it's probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned as well, is just the mental toughness or the, men the mental strength behind it. Uh, as a goalkeeper, all of your mistakes are on the scoreboard. Uh, if mm. you're a stick player, you have a chance to at least try and rectify any mistake, whereas as a goalkeeper, even if it's your fault or not, your mistakes are literally on a tally in front of you for the next hour kind of thing. So for myself, it, it's very much about not like having to refocus and not worrying about the goal that's just gone through because as soon as you, you're still worrying about the past, you know, two, three, four will, will all of a sudden happen as well. So I take that a lot into life as well. So just like focusing on the moment, not sort of worrying about the past and just knowing that you can only control what you can control. You can't control everyone else or you can't control what other actions are, but you can control how you are to react to things. So I think having to take that mental toughness from the sport, I've been able to apply that more so into my career and other things. And especially, you know, I think COVID's a really good example as well as just doing what you can what you can do at the time and what you can control and yeah, and just sort of focusing on the moment rather than on the past. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest lesson or the biggest benefit of sport that, you know, I've been able to bring across to my own life. Oh, wow. And that's such a relevant lesson, especially in the, the year that we've all just had and maybe the year that we're going to have. Wow, I re really didn't think of it that way, that as a goalie, you're, they're not mistakes, but yeah, the score is literally staring you in front of your face the whole time. Yeah, I, I didn't really think of that. 
no one remembers the 20 saves that you made, but they'll remember that one that they scored on you. It's literally there for you, to, for everyone to see. And even if, if you were to lose a close match or even if you were to lose, you know, 21 to one sort of thing, like you, you feel like you're the one who's responsible. So it's a matter about not carrying all of that sort of weight on your shoulder and not worrying about what the scoreboard says, but just trying to do the best that you can at that stage. And, you know, a good shot will go in. Sometimes you just have to cup your hands and nod your head and go, yep, okay, well done and, and move on with the next one. And yeah, I think I've been able to take that attitude into everything else that I've, you know, tried to do outside of sport as well and just be like, yep, okay, I can control that, but let's, let's try and focus on the next thing. And yeah, I think it's been a, a real benefit I think in terms of like a whole positive mindset as well, which has really helped. Yeah, definitely just don't look too far back. Don't even look in the last step because you're going to miss the next shot that's coming at you. And that definitely transfers over to life. That's an amazing benefit and So you've mentioned a little bit before that you like seeing the junior players and the new newer girls and um, at your local level. Has there been a project or a thing that you've done where you've used sport as a tool to develop the community? Yeah, so thankfully as part of my work, I've been lucky to be involved in, in many events. We've had uh, a number of sporting students from schools across Melbourne to come down and, and listen to a number of athletes talk about how they can bring the leadership from their sports, how they can bring the goal setting, their sort of encouraging their teamwork, their respectful nature and qualities and how they can try and implement those into their studies, into their careers, or into any other avenues moving forward. So that's been a really cool thing to be a part of. What do you do for work? So I'm a sports scientist, so I teach at a, at a university and run their research and their teaching labs. Oh, so you are still professionally involved in sport as well as your own athletic career? Absolutely, yeah. So I sort of see it from both sides. So I'm sort of on the court and then I see it from sort of a, a coaching and a, a data analytical point of view as well so yeah I'm, I'm, I sit on both sides of the fence occasionally. Oh that's so incredible and do you analyse just your own floorball kind of sport or what other sports do you look at? Yeah so in my field I've generally focused on sort of football, tennis and soccer a little bit on the athletics and swimming as well uh, so I've been able to be involved in a number of different sports uh, we have had a, a couple of guys come and do some analytical things for floorball in the past, but I think it's definitely an avenue that I would like to go down in future as well and, and try to do, um, I work in a little bit of the 3D motion side of things and in terms of sports, so I wouldn't mind trying to reconstruct the, some of the, the floorball shots and try to really break down the movement and yeah, try to then bring those basics back down to the core level and, and try to promote I guess the growth or promote skills in that way as well oh that's so cool and I guess probably because floorball isn't one of the big sports in Australia and I say that with quotation marks I guess it probably hasn't been analyzed in that technical sense yet because technology is probably looking at those big sports in Australia first that's a really interesting space that you can potentially get into yeah, so we might have to uh, jump in on this project together and <laughs> we'll have something happening. But yeah, no, it's definitely exciting. So there's been a little bit of research done in Europe and I'm in discussions with a couple of the sports science guys in Singapore. But just the growth is phenomenal, um, especially in Asia in terms of floorball. So we're just getting more and more competitive and it's, it's just incredible to see. So yeah, hopefully we can get a little bit more data. And um, I know one of our guys up in Canberra, he's... Uh, done a paper out in terms of like 
where most shots have sort of occurred and things like that as well. So yeah, there's definitely a space for it. And um, yeah, hopefully it's, a, it's an avenue that we can try and hit and target uh, a little bit later on. Yeah, and do you find, and this is just a random question that's coming into my head, but when you're playing, do you find that you're almost like working and always. thinking about all those things? Yeah. Always, absolutely, yeah. Um, even just walking down the street, I can just be like, you've had a knee reconstruction. Oh yeah, you've got a bit of a sore, sore or tight hip. Like I can just sort of pick things. So yeah, absolutely. Um, especially when I'm out on the court. Yeah, I, I'm always sort of analysing or, or moving or, or trying to understand the game. And I think that's, it's really good from the goalkeeper's perspective, I think, because you're, you're trying to break down or trying to think about what the next possible move is and those sort of things as well. But even, even in yourself, like you sort of, you know, I, I work with the physics of human motion. So you're trying to work out how the body's going to move and how you're going to get yourself to the next position sort of thing as well. So, yeah, never really switch off, but it's I, I love what I do as well. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. That's insane. Oh, my gosh. That's, I lo- I absolutely love that you are able to do that and that you're probably such an asset to your team by being able to think that way and yeah we have a lot of um incredible like this I have such high respect for this person and she's a fellow goalkeeper as well but um you know we'll do a lot of sort of goal setting tasks and we do a lot of you know a a lot of data talk and that sort of stuff as well with the team and um yeah I think it's in any sport and we're seeing it you know, even when we're watching the AFL or cricket and soccer or anything like that now, you're seeing so much more data and tracking and how far someone's run or how quickly they can move. So it's um, been implemented in sports so much more now. And uh, yeah, I think it's only going to increase in terms of the sports science or the science behind sport any, anyway. I hope that um, I get to see your name on one of the first four ball 3D analyses. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep you in the loop, that's for sure. Please do, please do, because that's really exciting stuff. So that's with work. What else have you been involved in? And then in terms of floorball, I've had the pleasure to be a part of a number of fundraising events um, and charity events where we've been able to have the general public come down and just have a bit of a hit and get to know each other, try new skills and just to be able to have a laugh. And I think sport is a really good way to do that, to bring people together and, yeah, and, and no matter who, who you are as well. That's it. We've had a few other athletes and coaches say that it's really a good equaliser and it doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, but sport is a very big thing that brings people together. And yeah, it's, it's incredible and I've witnessed it and you've obviously been living it. That's the one thing that I love most about physical activity is that uh, sport doesn't discriminate. Like it doesn't matter about age, gender, ethnic background, your disability, you can still partake to some level. Um, And that's what I love so much about it is that everyone can be involved and. Yeah. And you're all out there, say, hitting the ball or you're all out there running on the track or in the ocean swimming. And yeah, it just bonds people a little bit. I don't know, maybe deeper than maybe the general work or going out to the pub and drinking or whatever (laughs) people who aren't involved in sport do. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, so true. And even just like being able to share those common interests and things as well. And yeah, I know just playing sport, even on the social level with with cricket and that as well, it's amazing just to meet new people and to see everybody out there just just having a go and having some fun. And, you know, rather than being stuck indoors, let's, yeah, just to get outside. And you, you see families get out and I remember playing, you know, cricket or kicking the footy in the street sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's just a great way to be outdoors and having fun. And it's not just for the physical benefits, but for mental and social as well. 
Hundred percent. That's yeah. The whole reason I started this podcast was to get that message out that it's not about the performance of the athlete or you know the medals that you win. It's all about the other aspects. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I like. I don't remember you know the medals or anything or any of the accolades, but I remember the people that I was there with. So I think that's definitely the most important part of it. Oh, that's that's so beautiful, and I hope they hear that and they feel the same way as well. This is the the lucky last question. Where do you see the future of sport? So either floorball or sport as a whole? Yeah, so as we've mentioned, like it's been a sport in general, as as I've said, is such a huge part of any culture. It doesn't have to be in Australia. You see it worldwide. It's it's a massive part, part of culture. And even physical activity has been used a lot in terms of medicine and trying to help people um, in different sort of mental, social or physical illnesses and things like that as well. So I think sport will continue to grow and especially after a year that's been, I think just being out and about is going to be something that everyone's going to be wanting to be a part of. Um, In terms of floorball, uh, we're obviously wanting to try and flourish the sport as much as possible, continue that growth and continue to just build um, both at the state level and nationally and we're just getting more competitive competitive and competitive each year and especially on an international stage like we're just getting so much more competitive especially over with the European countries so um, there's been a lot of talk about it entering into the Olympics in in a few years to come so hopefully watch this space and we can all be there cheering these young ones on wearing the green and gold for one of those events which will be amazing but yeah I think sport in the future is still going to be such a strong part of not just Australian culture but I think worldwide as well and yeah, we're seeing it in Melbourne, just the amount of junior clubs that are just growing with any and all sports, which is just incredible to see. And yeah, it's going to be such a strong part of a community. I feel like 30 years ago, sport wasn't this big community, mentally, socially aspect. It was more so, you know, you go out and you play or you go out and you compete. But nowadays it, it is more holistic. And I like that that's maybe attracting people who would have shied away from it before. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many more avenues. I mean, uh, as we've mentioned, I've come from a football background. We never had the AFL when I was playing. So, you know, so there's so many more opportunities now, especially for, for girls to come through on sports, but also for all disabilities and, and backgrounds. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity. And I think those opportunities are just going to continue to grow and grow. And, um, yeah, it's not going to hold anyone back, I think, you know, in years to come. Yeah, it's definitely exciting stuff and I can't wait to see, you know, where my kids are going to grow up and have the opportunities. It's going to be, again, probably more than what I had at their age. So, yeah, that's awesome. Now, I have a, I have a follow-up question. Where can we find information on floorball? We do have a Victorian floorball uh, website that you can look up and on there it will have a list of uh, all the current clubs that, you know, if you wanted to have a go, by all means, come down and have a bit of a hit. We do run a few sort of come and try little sessions. And then, yeah, each, each club will, ha- will have a contact. There's plenty of YouTube videos and that sort of stuff out there as well. And, um, yeah, feel free to contact anyone around floorball. We're always happy to, to come and chat about it as well and tell you about this, this crazy sport that not many people know about. So, um, yeah, we're always more than happy to come and, and chat. And, and potentially poach some cricket players for goalkeeping spots. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. We do get a lot of hockey players that come across because it's quite transferable. But, uh, yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> try to hit a, a few other sports in that as well. And, yeah, it's a lot of skills that can transfer across for sure. 
Yeah, well, I'll be sure to link some pages in the show notes and on our Facebook and Instagram so people can potentially find it if they're interested and, yeah, get in touch with those clubs that you've mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've all got, um, so I know Packham Squish is the Victorian floorboard. They've all got their own sort of Facebook and Instagrams and that as well. So Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us, Shannon. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm super excited for this episode to air. No, thank you. It's been fun. It's been lovely chatting with you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone that you think would also like it. If you want to find out more, you can find us at Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart on both Facebook and Instagram. Until next time.